I had a very good friend who was an original flight attendant with Southwest. And I saw her one day, and she said she was sad. She was uh, retiring from Southwest Airlines, and she didn't want to. And I said, well, then why are you retiring? And she said, my tax lawyer tells me I have to. This is Ron Ricks. He's the vice chairman of the board and retired executive vice president and chief legal and regulatory officer of Southwest Airlines. And one of the things that Ron is most proud of is Southwest Profit Sharing Plan. It's something that's affected lots of Southwest employees, like Ron's friend. She was now so wealthy as a result of being an original employee at Southwest Airlines through the profit sharing that, A, she didn't need to work anymore, and B, she'd be better off from a tax standpoint by not working. So she retired. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can interrupt your thoughts for a moment, welcome aboard Southwest Airlines. We'll be departing. Hi, everyone. I'm Lucas Hirschberger. I'm an in-flight supervisor for Southwest Airlines. And I'm Quinny Jenkins, a manager in community outreach for Southwest Airlines. Welcome to Is This Seat Open? A series funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and Atwill Media. Each episode, we're embracing that Southwest open seating policy to share a flight next to someone with a great story about Southwest 50 years of flying. Today, we're sitting next to Ron Ricks, who's going to tell us why the airline decided that when business was good, it was time to share the wealth. So buckle up. We'd like to thank you very much for joining us. Welcome aboard. My name is Ron Ricks. I represented Southwest Airlines for 40 years, beginning in 1981. Southwest Airlines is known for doing things different. And that isn't limited to how they seat their customers. They also engage in something called profit sharing. Profit sharing, quite simply, is a method by which companies can share profits that it makes from running a business with the employees who helped earn those profits. It's not common today. In 1973, in the airline industry, it was unheard of. Southwest Airlines instituted the very first profit-sharing plan, to my knowledge, in the history of the airline business in 1973, which coincidentally was the very first year that Southwest Airlines became profitable. Just one year before, the airline had only $143 in its bank account. But in that make-or-break moment, the entire company banded together. Employees from top to bottom stepped up to keep Southwest alive, and against all odds, they pulled it off. Our people have done a wondrous thing. We need to figure out a way to share this uh, bounty with them. What should we do? Southwest Airlines had just gone public. That means sold stock. Southwest Airlines went to each employee and said, in reward for your labor, in addition to your salary, your compensation, and your other benefits, we're going to give you stock in Southwest Airlines. You're going to be an owner. Every single employee, every mechanic, every flight attendant, every customer service agent, uh, no one was left out. Inviting employees to own part of the company is more than a little extra money in everyone's pocket. It means that when the company succeeds, that grows everyone's bank account, not just the guys at the top. And it wasn't long before Ron started seeing the effects of the plan. An outside contractor, not 
an employee of Southwest Airlines. Servicing an engine in El Paso, Texas, destroyed the engine. There was insurance to cover the damage. The insurance company wouldn't pay. Southwest was prepared to take legal action, but Ron needed an expert to explain what happened with the engine. So he called up one of Southwest's seasoned mechanics. He came into my office, he had on overalls and a gimme cap, and he told me what had happened to that engine. And at the end of our meeting, he said, you're going to get that money back to Southwest Airlines, aren't you? And I said, I don't know. And he put his hand on my shoulder and said, son, I don't think you understand. That's my money you're messing around with. It was his money. It was his engine. It was his airplane. It was his business. The theory is, if happy employees take care of customers, customers will come back, buy more tickets, company will be successful, shareholders will be happy. Not everyone thought this was a great idea. One time, Herb Kelleher was in downtown Dallas at a business meeting, and a conservative businessman had read in the paper about our profit-sharing plans. And he said, Herb, this is terrible. Don't you understand that some of these union employees could become rich? And Herb said, I know. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, by the way, that flight attendant who retired early on the advice of her accountant, that wasn't the end of her story. A couple of years later, I saw her again. She was back at work, came back, started out the bottom of the union ladder all over again to start because she enjoyed the job so much. Thank you, Ron Ricks, for sharing this story. Join us again soon as we sit down next to more people with stories about Southwest's 50 years of flying. I'm Lucas Hirschberger. And I'm Quinny Jenkins. Thanks for listening to Is This Seat Open? For more on these stories and to look behind the scenes, check out latimes.com slash isthisseatopen. See you on the next flight. This podcast series is funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and At Will Media. The Los Angeles Times Newsroom was not involved in the creation of this series. 